Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios. I'm Heidi. I do not have Mark here with me, but I have a special guest, and his name is Mark Hell Washington. He's one of my best friends. He has over nine million followers on all of his different platforms. He is bigger than life, a ball of energy. When he walks in the room, you know it, and it's in all the best ways. And we are going to talk today about all things Markel and Heidi. And listen, if Mark stays in Paris any longer, it's just going to be the Markel and Heidi show. And I'm so here for that. <laughs> Thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. And Markel just told me this was his first podcast. This is, and I'm so interested to see how all of this works. I see all like the sound <laughs> equipment going, and I'm like, I feel very much bougie today. Yes, we might have to record some songs here. You know, uh, you know. You are kind of a little bit of everything. You sing, you dance, you're basically a comedian, quick wit, funny as hell. What did I miss? Tell me about who Markel is. <laughs> well, you hit all the good points. And um, the other thing was I did competitive cheer for six years and I've won like six or seven national championships with my team. I have not won a, a world championship yet. We went and competed, and we were in second place going into day two. And then one of our friends busted his tumbling pass, and then I think we got like fifth. But yeah, so close. I so. But hey, close, that's but not so a bad far. record. I know that's what I'm saying. Like I for mean, us to win those big national championships, I felt like it was a good accomplishment. That's amazing. And where are you from? I'm originally born and raised in Miami, Florida. Most people don't know that because I tell them that I'm from um, Brunswick, Georgia. That's my small hometown. But that's where I grew up. I, I moved there in 2012. So that's all I really know. So I just Got tell them it. I'm from there. But I'm originally born and raised in Miami. Got it. And so right now you're doing social media full time? Yes. Right now. Oh, my Lord. Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> I was working at Subway last year. And now, yes, I'm doing social media full time. So within a year, you went from working at a subway to now you get recognized. You're doing big things. I saw you hosted the Friends reunion. reunion. Yes. How did all that come about? What was that like? Talk to me. It was literally amazing. Like just being able to be connected to that in any way or form was just awesome. Like the uh, HBO Max actually reached out to me. They emailed me and um, told me about the opportunity. And I didn't know, like when they, you know how they send you a brief? I didn't really understand it. So I CC'd my manager and she's like, Markel, that's of the Friends show um, or whatever. And then the crazy thing was, y'all, I know what Friends is, but I didn't watch the show. I wasn't a hard devoted fan for it. So they were asking me questions and I'm like, wait, who's Phoebe? Which one is that? <laughs> Who the hell is Monica? I'm like, I didn't know anything about it. So I had to do all my research. I bench watched a couple seasons. And um, then they uh, gave me my script and stuff like that. So they hosted like a live premiere show. And um, basically we had to uh, do all the uh, 
games and um, the trivia questions. That's what it was. I had to introduce and give all the trivia questions and ask the questions and stuff like that. And the people who came to the premiere and the fans, they had to answer the trivia questions from at home. So um, I got to meet Carol. Uh, I think it was Ross's girlfriend at the time on the oh, show. Oh, Carol, yeah. Yes, I got to meet her, and it was so cool. And uh, and who were your co-hosts? Uh, Maddie Ziegler was actually the host, and Amazing. we were the co-hosts. It was me and then some young lady named Brandy. Amazing. And it was so, like, that was literally breathtaking to see that I got to be on stage with them. And then they had two other guys do a segment as well. And um, I know them from TV, but I don't know their names off the top of my head. But it was so cool. And and the whole event, it was outside, right? And then yes. they had, like, picnic blankets and stuff. It was so cool. I was so bummed that we couldn't make it. it. They took it to the next level on that one. But it's so crazy to me. They had it in a cemetery. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> I did see that. Oh Literally, I was like, okay, I ain't never seen nothing like this before. But we'll rock with it, I guess. <laughs> I am a huge Friends fan, so... I could have. I'm a, I'm a terrible host. I'm not a quick thinker. I'm slow. You saw me on Family Feud not hit the buzzer. When right. It was my turn. I was yeah, like, I had no thoughts in my head. You know, I saw that. I didn't, I was just like, that's Rain, what you doing? I know. Pick your arm up and move it. But you know, <laughs> that's what my family said. I know it was bad. Ugh. Anyway, so that was the Friends thing. Very exciting. Yes. What was your. Was this your plan in life to become big and grow your social media? Not at all, honestly. I was so uh, devoted to competitive cheer. I um, found it as my outreach because um, when I was going through high school, I had went through so many things and I had so many obstacles to overcome. And uh, I was missing the family aspect at home. So when I went to the cheer gym, they gave me that family atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then I fell in love with the sport. I literally never flipped my body over before that time, and I went there, and I could barely do a cartwheel. And uh, everybody was just motivating me, like, Markel, you can do it. The cartwheel is going to wow. be easy. Like, you going to beat the cartwheel. The cartwheel won't beat you. And I just, like, loved the encouragement and everything that they provided there, and I just kept at it, and my dream and goal was to um, open my own cheer gym and uh, just become a coach and teach levels one through seven now. But that was my dream. I never anticipated that I would be a social media influencer. I didn't even know what social media was. So how old were you when you started at at the cheer gym? I was 17. 17. Yes. And so, and how old are you now? 23. So in that short time, you went to one... Many national championships. Yes. And now you are recognized, have a ton of following, and are doing some pretty cool things in the social media space and beyond. Yes. Like, after I got my social following, um, I moved to L.A., but now I still um, go to the cheer competitions. And at first, like, people would know me just from the teams I competed on. And, like, I was always center jumper or center dancer because, you know, I ate it up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But, mm -hmm. um... They would notice me from that, but now I don't cheer anymore, but I still go to show love and, like, respect to the sport because it's anybody who's done cheer knows that it's not an easy sport. It's very competitive, and it's, like, you have to be driven, and you have to want to do it. And um, it's so cool to go back now and then get stopped every, like, 15 seconds <laughs> or 15 steps. But I'm like, I love that I eat it up because I'm like, that's yes. my sport. Yes. You know, if I was to go to a baseball game or something, I would still appreciate people coming up to me. But it's so, I appreciate it so much more when it's like, it was my passion and my mm-hmm. love for the sport. And then it's like, these cheerleaders, they still look up to me. And I'm like, girl, I can barely do a back tuck anymore. <laughs> but I still go to show my support. And the fact that they still notice me and recognize me. I couldn't change it for anything in the world. Well, I love that you go back and bring attention to the sport because you're right. People, I, I, I can't even imagine how much harder it is than anyone would believe because you guys make it look so easy. Right. And so effortless. So then, so people from the outside are like, oh, yeah, well, what's the big deal? But I'm sure when you're trained, I mean, nobody sees the hours and hours and hours of training that goes in and, and, getting these new tricks and different tricks and stunts and all of that is I, I can't even the what it must have like the toll it must have taken on your body oh my my knees still <laughs> to this day are buckling sometimes when I walk 
when I walk upstairs, I'll be feeling like I got 65-year-old knees. And I'm like, child, <laughs> only 23. But that's the thing. People think we are the cheerleaders that do the rah-rah on the sidelines right. and stuff this like that. And I'm like, yeah, it's competition. It's two different things. And I still give credit to the people that do the sideline cheer because mm-hmm. it takes courage and stuff to stand up in front of a crowd and – like yell out chants, move your body in certain ways and stuff like that. It takes a lot of guts and stuff, and they don't give them the recognition that they deserve. But for my sport, ain't nobody going to tell me that it's not a sport (laughs) because the hours that I put in, I used to leave school at 3.30, go straight to the cheer gym, and um, train from about 4.30 to like 9.30. And um, those first hours would be me just tumbling and getting new skills and stuff like that. Because, again, that was my outlet space, like, where I went to just feel that family atmosphere. So every day after school, I did this for two years, honestly. Every day after school, my junior and senior year, I would go to the cheer gym and stay there. I will do my homework in, um, from that 3.30 to 4.30 range. And then I would just tumble, tumble, tumble. And then we would start practice at, like, 7.30. And then I would practice until 9.30. And it took this one time, this young lady told me that she was like, oh, cheer... It's kind of hard. You probably won't be able to get it this fast or whatever. And I hate when somebody tells me no. That was your motivation. That was my motivation to be, I was like, okay, you tell me that. And you've been doing it for how many years, sweetheart? She said, (laughs) oh, I've been doing it for 10. And I was like, okay, give me two months. I literally went in the gym, worked my butt off. I caught up to the skills that she was. She was a level four athlete, was doing like layouts and stuff like that. And, um... I had got my layout within two months of being there. Wow. It wasn't the best technical-wise, but I was able to do it. And then that's when the uh, coaches were like, hey, we can give you a scholarship if you want to learn more about it. So I had got a scholarship to cheer my first year. And then I was like, I need to um, make myself – Jesus, take – why am I blowing – blank- Yes, uh, not an asset, but... Yeah, I would say an asset to the team. Like, they needed you. They needed you to be a part of it or it wasn't going to work. Period, exactly. Because, like, we had this flyer, and she was an older girl, not since she was bigger, but she was just older. So we had younger um, bases, and they needed a back Mm. spot as a guy to lift her up and whatever. So I wanted to um, make myself a huge asset, like, with flipping and stuff, too, like, to say they needed me to get the scores or get on the score sheet and stuff like that. So then my first year... I became the best athlete in the gym, and I literally was doing, like, double fulls and stuff like that. And most people can do, like, single fulls, which is spin your body once. And I just, like, kept pushing and became the best athlete in the gym after my first that year That is such a cool—so you, you went there looking for a family out atmosphere. Yes. And you and you left there with way more. Oh, do you so think much it, more. Do you think it—like, obviously, it's changed your life in a lot of ways, but— mm-hmm you know, from the family aspect and all of that, like, do you think, what do you think you would have been doing if you never went into that gym? Oh my, that is a great question because I feel like before then I wasn't doing anything. Like I would work sometimes, but then I didn't have a a outlet to like tell anybody about my problems Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So um, that's a great question. I probably would have still been working a nine to five at this point, honestly. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So you're doing that. Where is the point where it goes from I'm in the gym, I'm competing, I'm training hard to social media? What was the... My changing point? Your, um, your, your first viral video or, or what was the changing point in 
in that? Like I just said, I had uh, my first year, I got all my skills that I needed. And the gym that I was starting in my hometown, they only provided level four. So when I got um, all the skills that I needed to be on a level five team, my coach was saying, um, Markel, we don't have like a level five team here for you. And he uh, reached out to a gym in South Carolina and they had the level five worlds team. And um, they saw that they were looking for guys and I had to send a submission video in. So I uh, sent my submission video in and I made the cut. So I took my whole life and moved it to South Carolina. And it was so crazy. And this, I forgot to touch on this, that family atmosphere I was talking about, I didn't have a vehicle back then either. So my team raised money and got me a Harley Davidson moped. And I drove (laughs) it to school and I would park it. And um, how they surprised me, because uh, our team mom for our team, she would pick me up from school every day and then drive me out to my, um, drive me to cheer and then usually take me home to get dinner and then take me home. And then more people started finding out about my situation and like the families just love the energy that I bring and they um, saved up money and did a fundraiser without me knowing and raised money to get me a moped. And then uh, the school tried to be, not nasty, but they were trying to say, hey, you can't park that bike on property or school (gasps) property. So then my country friends back in Georgia, they learned how to beat the system. And they would usually park their four-wheelers in the back of their truck. They started leaving the four-wheelers home and brought a ramp for me to ride my moped into the back of their truck. And my moped sat there the whole school day. And when it was time for me to leave, they would put the ramp out. I would roll it down what? the ramp and then pull off and go to cheer. But yes. I just feel like there's a reason that people are gravitated gravitate towards you and want to do things like a behind your back, doing a fundraiser and, and driving you here and there. And, you know, there is a reason because... I I just wish everybody could meet Markel in person because you'll never forget it because he is an unforgettable guy. And there's just like, I don't know, like there's just an instant connection. And I think that happens in your life a lot. I mean, I know we had an instant connection, but I feel like you're, you're just such good energy and good karma. And like people want to see you like do everything that is in your heart to do. And I don't know. Like, I wonder what that's like sitting in your shoes. Like, why are these people doing these things? Because it's not like you're going around saying, oh, I want this or I want that. And I can't get it. Like, you never, ever. Like, you're always so up and positive And you're just going to do you in spite of your situation. Right. And that's what I've learned is about you is that you're you never let anything get you you know, I'm sure you have your moments where you get down or whatever, but it never it never stops you. You have you have bigger goals for yourself. And you're always since the day I met you and so, just from your story for a long time now, nothing slows you down from your goals. And I feel like that is why you're going to be successful in your life and everything, because you just keep pushing. And that's probably that's probably the one single thing that keeps people from maybe getting to the next level is when it gets hard, it's like, it's hard to keep pushing. So what is it that keeps you wanting to push yourself even on the hard days? Um, that's a great question. Um, I feel like it started with me in high school. So, um, what happened was my dad passed away my sophomore year in high school and then my mom got incarcerated junior year. So it was actually this program that developed in my school because I was actually really good in school. But you know me, I was always trying to be the class clown because that was my <laughs> outlet. Like when I didn't know something or when the teacher called me, I was not the best at reading at all. And when they used to try to popcorn read, girl, I used to try to, you know, when they used to popcorn read to call on you, I would read ahead of time to my paragraph <laughs> And make sure I didn't mess up any words. But then I wouldn't know what the rest of the book was about. So I was like, but then when it like got on me, I had all my words in line nice. and stuff like that. And then when they went to the next person, I'm like, girl, you better know your paragraph. <laughs> and then um, they actually started this program in my school called Communities in School. It was some basically guidance counselors that were in the community and they would come help and like talk to you, uh, direct you with um, your next path and stuff like that. And... It was hard for me to uh, vocalize my situation at first because Mm -hmm. I didn't want nobody to judge me for my mom being incarcerated for uh, 
getting federally indicted and stuff like that. So I didn't want it to look bad on me. And um, I didn't want anybody to feel bad for me for mm-hmm. my situations or anything because I was never looking for like sympathy or a pat on the back or anything like that. So um, when I was going through those situations in school, I would just kind of hold it in and I had to be the backbone for my family because mm-hmm. my siblings, like they literally um, almost collapsed when my mom got incarcerated because um, my mom had brought, we brought a house and then, then um, my mom got incarcerated and then we were like, how are we going to keep the house? Mm-hmm. And I was always going, um, like I worked two jobs at the time. I was working at the cheer gym and then... Um, I had uh, worked at Subway as well, and I was like, we're going to keep it afloat, and I never let myself cry or get down because I didn't want my siblings to see me doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I put myself as the role as, like, the leader or the older sibling because it was two older siblings to me, oh. but they were still confused. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't know where to go or what to do, and I don't know. I just got that motherly instinct or parenting instinct in general to, like, take control and take initiative. So being that I was doing that... They started inviting me to communities in school, and I would just sit there. And I didn't have an attitude. I just didn't. I wasn't vocal when they asked me, Markel, do you want anything to talk about or do you have anything to talk about? I was like, mm-mm. And <laughs> the only reason I was going at the time because they had free Chick-fil-A biscuits <laughs> in the morning at school. And I would go there and grab me a little biscuit in the morning time and be eating. And, you know, beach out anything when it's free food, I am there. So... They had me at the communities of school, and then finally I saw people who were actually being vocal about the situations, actually finding the outlet and getting help. And at the time, I didn't know it was good to vocalize and, like, speak about your problems and not just hold everything in and keep it bundled up. So then slowly but surely I started letting them in on my story, and they um, just started helping me, and they started telling me, like, um, I wasn't doing good in classes or anything. Like, my whole positive if if you met Markel then you wouldn't be able to tell who Markel was now if that makes oh, sense really? it was a whole life 360 and like my grades were bad and stuff like that I wasn't doing my work and they literally turned me around and was like Markel you aren't doing this for your family you're doing it for you mm-hmm. this is your education your life wow. and stuff like that and that it took a toll on me and I was like wow this is true and they were like your life, and then that's why I got this. I have a tattoo on my wrist as a semicolon because they told me your life is like a semicolon. I mean, the obstacles you go through in life are like semicolons. And a semicolon, I was like, at first when they said that, I didn't know what they meant because I barely knew English. Child. I don't know what punctuation <laughs> is now. but uh, um, Don't feel bad. I don't either. Right. I'm bad. <laughs> so who know they're there and there? I don't yeah. even know how to spell yeah, them or exactly. put them in sentences. I mean, sentences. But anyway. Um, they're like, the obstacles you go through in life are like a semicolon. So then it took me some time, and then I went back and asked, what did you mean by that? And they were like, a semicolon in a sentence indicates a pause, and then the sentence continues on. And they were like, your life is like that. All the obstacles and the ups and downs you go through are just semicolons. They're obstacles that you I have to that. come over or overcome, and then your life still is going to carry on. You won't let that semicolon become a period where your sentence or your life ends. And I was like, wow, that was deep. That. So, and that um, stuck with you. Stuck with me since I, I was in 2015. They said that to me, and that literally stuck with me. And I remember it to this day. So then I uh, got all my grades up, and then uh, for Spanish two, that was the last class that I needed to pass or whatever. And child, to this day, I still remember that song. We had to learn a song in Spanish for it um, to be our final grade, and I le- had to learn "We Are the World." In Spanish, and I still remember it. Somos amor, somos amundo, somos galus, galuma, canado, la mas oscuro. Lleno de esperanza, corte mares la fe y les mucanzara unos que llor. You know, it's like something's like, I literally still remember that. And that was my final class that I needed. And I graduated. And um, it was the, that was the best feeling ever because then the um, the only two that I had come to my graduation was the two guidance counselors from Aww. communities in school, and just that learning that simple step of never giving up all because of my situations or my circumstance. It's always going. They always told me to be optimistic and look on the brighter side of things because it doesn't matter what I'm going through now. That's not going to dictate my future. Mm-hmm. I have to go through it and I learn from it, and then 
proceed with caution, if that makes sense. Like, I learned, like, my mom got incarcerated for the situation that she was in or that she did. And I literally love my mom to this day because now she's out. She's wrote two books. She got signed by a book uh, publishing company in Atlanta. She's changed her whole life around. And now she's doing... uh, she encourages people and uh, does motivational speaking in, like, our hometown and, like, in schools and stuff like that. And it's just amazing to see that's her awesome. turn her whole life around. So it just, like, situations like that I had to learn from. And that's what made me be the positive Markel to this day because I know other people can be going through situations like that. And that person, if um, the people from communities in school didn't motivate me and give me a little bit of encouragement and brighten up my day, then I knew I would have been that negative Nancy Markell. Mm-hmm. So, and they they did that for you, and I'm sure that has a lot to do with your mom turning things around. And yes. she she looked at you and like, wow, you know, I can do this too. That's and it's just going to be a snowball effect, and the people that she's going to touch and turn their lives around. It's like a beautiful, beautiful thing. You've had so many life lessons in a very short time, and then social media starts happening. Yes. And w- was it one viral video? What What was it that made you keep going in that direction? So, yes, um, I started on the social media thing because everybody else is doing the type thing, you know? Like, that when TikTok came out, I just was, like, working. And then my boss used to bring her daughter to the uh, shop every day. Her name's Chatham, and we used to cheer together, actually. And then um, I found out we had, like, good chemistry. Like, she would make me laugh. I would make her <laughs> laugh. And then I'm like, child, people usually don't make me laugh, but you're funny. <laughs> and then we just started making videos together. But my first viral video was me dancing with a legit cheetah on a kitchen counter. It sounds bizarre like and crazy. a real cheetah? A real what? cheetah. Yes. Oh it was... Um, my first viral video, I got 25 million views, <gasps> and I went from 30K to 500K legit overnight. What? And then I woke up, and I was like, holy cow, I have a following. And in my small town, everybody thought that was cool. So I was like, okay, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm that guy with 500K. It's fine. Yeah. And then I just started finding <laughs> out people, like, literally liked my content. And they were like, Markel, you are funny. So then I was like, hey, let me run with it. I never thought anything would come with it. I didn't even know you can make money from social media mm-hmm. at the time. I was just doing it because I genuinely enjoyed it. And I enjoyed going out in public and then seeing people say, Marco, I love that TikTok that you posted today. It was so funny. That's why I did it. Mm-hmm. And um, after those um, moments, I just kept on going. And then that was like in November, I had 500K of 2019. And then January 4th, right before I met you guys, I had hit my first million. And um, that's when I was like, okay, I need to start taking this thing serious. And then that's when I wanted to come out here and start pursuing it. And one of my friends actually lived here who I met from the cheer world. And he was like, Markel, you should come out here and try to see if you can see some people. And it was so crazy because I um, used to do a lot of of, um, the people in Hype's videos and then... January 17th or January 10th, I was doing and um, Charlie Dixie, it was all of them in the house or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to meet these people. And legit, I didn't even have a plan on going coming to L.A. January 27th is when I met you guys at Santa Monica and we did that YouTube video. So, so wait, just even that. So your friend that said, oh, you should come to L.A. and meet some people like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like so many people, including myself, have wanted like sometimes in life you just need to hear that oh yeah i should do that mm-hmm. that's a good like you, sometimes you just need that and i feel like you keep getting that but that is just because you put out so much goodness in the world your energy you're just like your whole being is so good and positive that mm-hmm. it comes back to you but it's coming back like left and right yes okay so you come out you had someone to stay with yes okay my friend Brittany. um i actually stayed with her and i was just planning on doing a shoot in Santa Monica. I came for a YouTube video with Brittany. Them they do um, acro yoga and like uh, tumbling on the green in Santa Monica. So I came out here to do that, and then I was meeting some people on the green. But I had no intention on meeting hype. I literally just said that back at the beginning <laughs> of January. You like, manifested it accidentally. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my, that is the best way to put that. I literally manifested. You it You better be careful what you say. Right. <laughs> 
And uh, I was just like, oh, I'm going to meet these people because um, I was telling all my friends back at home. And that is so, Heidi, that is so crazy you say that because I was literally putting it in the air. I was trying <laughs> to be that cool guy back in Georgia. I was like, yeah, I'm going to meet these people out in L.A. And I had no, like, even no I don't even plan. know. Yeah, no plan <laughs> on meeting them. I was just trying to be cool and look cool. And they were like, no way you're meeting them. I'm like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, you know. And that was the photo shoot with all of Yes, the with Joy to Matter. And yeah. the, when Jordan went, um, I went to do the Santa Monica thing. With, um, that's when I met Jordan. And randomly? Well, he was shooting with my friend Jack, oh. Oh, the cheerleader okay. people, Brittany, okay. that I came Got to it. stay with. And then I just came out and um, like I had good cheer jumps. So he asked to shoot a couple photos of me. And then we connected there, and then he was like, dude, you're funny. And then he followed me on Instagram, <laughs> and I followed great. him back. And uh, I actually saw him post a story, and that's the thing. If I wouldn't have reached out and took a step out on faith, I would not have been here. Because the only way I got with him that day with you, to meet you guys, I saw him post a story. He said, hey, guys, I'm going to be in Santa Monica with Charlie and Addison and the rest of Hype. Um, we're going to be looking for some dances to do. Can you guys comment below some dances we can do? And that day, <laughs> hold on, let me see if I can pull the message up. That day, I um, swiped up on his story and, um, okay, yes, uh, he swiped up and I said, I mean, I'm a TikTok dancer too, sir. I could keep up, LOL, just kidding. <laughs> that would be fun because he asked, like, what dances to do. And then he responded, I could imagine you being like my TikTok assistant during the shoot. The one suggesting trends and then copying to film them in TikToks or whatever like that. And then the fact that he was like, yeah, come along and just be my assistant for the day. And I was like, holy cow. Like, it all came into play. And then I came to the hotel and met you guys down in Santa Monica. And then that's when we connected because I was his assistant. So I just stayed back and talked to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she is she is that bitch. And I'm like, I love her. So on the flip side, so we go there and there's like, we're not, like I know what's going to be happening. They're doing this video and it's Charlie and Addison and some of the kids from Hype. And I'm like, but like, I'm not sure. And I know we're going to Santa Monica Pier. But, uh, he, you know, Jordan Matter, if you don't follow him, you got to follow him. He's an amazing photographer, but his personality also bigger than life. And so you kind of like things just happen like, oh, and he'll see like this and like, oh, let's go over there. Like, you just never know how it's going to unfold. We're all meeting at the lobby of the hotel tell right across from the pier and we connected so fast i was like because we at there was like right when the girls were growing so fast and we had met a lot of people in a really short time this was before the pandemic and i was like i was like we must have met before that's yeah, I why i thought i knew that. you but I, I i was like you know again we we meet so many people and also like sometimes i feel like i know people but i only know them on on social media right. so i'm like wait and so I, I was like, it was so instant. And I was like, oh, he's my best friend. Right. Literally. <laughs> and, and from and that, that point it. on. It's... And then it's almost, I feel like everybody has that reaction to you. Like you feel like you've known, I feel like, and I think a lot of people feel like they've known you already. Right. And so you are instantly have that comfort level in this connection mm -hmm. and so i feel like that's why you've done so well because you're just your personality is just so open and warm and and it's not like you know oh i'm gonna get pictures and videos with charlie and i'm gonna grow my social media like that right. it's so genuine not genuinely not like that mm -hmm. and that's why i think you do so well is because people you know, I, listen, we're we're all want to grow and make connections, but it's just you're you're just like a good person. Right. And it and it's like at the end of the day, if you would have never been in any of the videos or photos with Charlie, you would have walked away from that being like, oh, I got to hang out with him. Like, exactly. you wouldn't have been like, oh, I didn't even get a video with her or whatever. Right. It wasn't like that. And that was so cool. So that was day one. That was a great shoot. I looked at that video the other day. It has like 35 million yes, views. Yes, that was huge. On YouTube. So big. So fun. And we all fell in love with you. That day. Okay, so then that day ends. What Then what? You went back so, home? No, I, I actually went. Addison and them were like, dude, you're funny. Come back to Hype. And then I came back to Hype that night. And um, I, after that, yes, I went back to Georgia and I was like, okay, what do I do from here? Like, I met some cool friends, and they were like, I was steadily texting them 
And um, like they were like, you should come back out to L.A. But the crazy thing was I was texting them. And the day I got back here, I texted you. And then you Ubered me from the airport to your house and bought me a... Uh, Wait, what did we eat? I Shake Shack. Shake it was. Shack. Uh, yes, you had it was never Shake had Shack. Shake Shack. No, no, yes. And then I was like, "You're like, no, you have to eat." And I was like, "No, I'm not hungry." Because I was trying to, like, I was, I don't know what I was. I was like trying to say skinny. I don't know what I was. Doing. I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. Nor my stomach was like. <laughs> so, I um remember you ate um order me Shake Shack, and then I stayed over. And then you were like, um, okay, yeah, you got to come back. So then I went to hype. And then I came back over again, and then we just kept connecting. Didn't that's we go we, live? Yes, that's oh when we gosh. did our live. Everybody just was, like, here for our friendship. They were like, this friendship is everything. And we're people for were, it. like, still, they're like, we love Markel. Like, if I, because I repost your stuff a lot. And I was like, they were like, when are you and Markel getting back together? Like, go live again. They love that. I know, it was so crazy. And, like, I remember now. I don't know how we even got so close, but yesterday at the <laughs> concert or wherever we were, no, it was actually at Bobby's um, daughter's birthday. I was talking to Charlie, and um, she was like, "You know what? It's crazy. How are you close to the mom? I mean, closer to my mom than you are with me. <laughs> You're my friend." And I was like, "Well, Charlie, like, she's just my ride or die. Like, I don't know what you want me to say." She's like, no, but you're like my friend. How are you closer we're to my mom? Over you. We're right. fighting over you. And I'm like, girl, no, Heidi is my ride or die. <laughs> it is just so funny that we connected and I just know. was able to like build this friendship. So then now you're you're going back and forth a bit. Mm-hmm. You've made some connections. How do you then move here? I think that's what th- people want to know. It's like, how do you go from like, I'm growing my platform. And then like, I think you, I, I know from our kids and I, I don't know, you could speak for yourself is like, when you're collabing is when you grow. Mm-hmm. It's tough because you have these talented kids and, you know, if you could have never made it to L.A., if you didn't have the funds or the opportunity or a right. place to stay, like, and you would have never come, it would have taken you longer to make, the, make those connections and to collaborate. So, okay, so you're, you're, you have all these connections. Now, how do you, like, literally pack your bag and move? When does, how did that happen? So, um, I just kept coming back every, like, two or three months and... I wanted to, and that's the thing with uh, uh, building your social media, you have to stay consistent. Consistency Mm -hmm. is the hardest part, I feel like. And, like, for me, I post at least three times a day on my socials. Well, on TikTok, I post on Instagram, like, every day or two. But um, I feel like with the um, whole moving out to L.A. thing, I came from a small town, and everybody was really closed-minded. And the branching out aspect was never thought upon Mm -hmm. because I was like, L.A. is such a big city, like, that's not for me or anything like that. But every time I came out here, y'all would encourage me. I remember you telling me, I said, I'm like, you need to move out here. Like, you would thrive. And, mm-hmm. like, just from y'all telling me that, that's what kind of gave me that little, could I thrive out here? Is it meant for me? Mm-hmm. So that's why I was coming back and forth. And I just wanted to build genuine relationships and let people know that I weren't wasn't there for the social media thing. I just was there to literally get to know them. And that's what I think people who are trying to grow in the social media world mix up and they merge mm-hmm. the two lanes. Like they're so interested in growing their platform, but they never try to grow a genuine relationship yeah. and get to know anything about the person that they're trying to collab with. And that's a lot of things like with me, I love collabing and getting to meet new people, but you can tell somebody genuinely right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like if you meet me and then um, your first thing to do is ask for a video. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do the video gladly because obviously that's my job and that's our job and we're all trying to grow. But then I know you're not genuinely there mm-hmm. to be a friend type thing because you, you didn't ask me how my day was going. Right. Like, how my drive was over here to get to you or nothing like that. And well, that's the girls struggle with that, too. Bec- and that was from the beginning. And just like, you know, they're growing really fast. So anybody who would get in a video with the girls, their social media would grow, those, right. the other person. So there were so many people, they would literally set up a phone, like, get in a video with me, make a video, and leave. Like, right, no, exactly. no, nothing. No, wouldn't even look at them or, like, say anything. Right. And that was so weird to my kids. Like, they've met so many people. They've met so many people that no one knows about because they're like, I want to, like, get to know them, whether right. they're famous or, you know, a celebrity or big on social media or anyone. They're just like, let's, like, 
form a relationship before I shove a camera in your face. And I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make because you're not building a core group of people that you can really connect with and grow with. And that is the difference between some that make it and some that don't. Exactly. So how did your people, your 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 friends and family back home feel about the move? And like when you go back, are, are you well received? Do you have support? Yes, and it's like? um, with the uh, coming out and moving here, I came out to uh, some friend's birthday, August 19th of 2020. And then um, I went to Hype and uh, they were like, dude, you're so funny. You have to move here. So then I literally went back home at the beginning of September, packed my bags, and then came back like September 17th or whatever, three days right after my birthday. And then um, I remember I got here the day I got here. Taylor asked, he was like, Markel, um, we have this house that I'm getting ready to get. It's with Triller and we uh, are going to like, I just feel it that it's going to go on a um, great uh, path or whatever. And I remember literally, Girl, I, who do I call? <laughs> Heidi D'Amelio. I said, Heidi, is this a good idea? Like, I'm scared. I don't know. And you're like, Markel, that's a great idea. And I'm so glad you said that because it changed my whole life. My life would not have been anywhere where it is now if you did not tell me to make that move. <laughs> and and out of it, you guys did a reality show. Yes. You have a, I, I tell you this all the time. Your content house is, and I hear this a lot, is my our favorite because... Obviously, your content is amazing, but just as a group and the fun and it just like makes you happy when you watch you guys uh, content and your show and the whole thing. It's just you really get to see all sides of, you know, that life and living in a content house. And just so people can understand. So Triller has these content houses and, you know, so they, you know, it's not like you know, oh, I have this $2,000 a month rent. It's right. it's content and it's, you're in the Triller family and you're yes. working to grow their their platform and, and do things for them. So you're in there. Are you feeling like nervous about being living here and uh, like within your house? How was that? So I, at first I was really nervous because I was coming in as a smaller creator, but I was like, I, I don't I, I don't really know these people mm-hmm. that well. So I'm like, child, what if they try to beat me across my head? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't move my whole life from Georgia. All my friends. You would come be living in our house. Period. <laughs> Mark always tell me to Mark, oh, we got a room for you, buddy. Yep. But uh when I came here, it, it, they op- they welcomed me with open arms and literally I got to meet Bobby that day and like the rest of the trailer family, they came over. And literally was like, we're going to take care of you guys. Don't you worry about it. Like, y'all don't have to worry about a thing. If you need anything, reach out. And they just created that family atmosphere that I was used to. And that's what made me, like, feel comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to be here. And from that point forward, it's just been, like, grind nonstop. And being that, like, I do go back home sometimes. And I'm actually going back home soon. And uh, it's literally they open me with, like, welcome arms, open arms, however that saying is. And it's, like, amazing to see, like, some of the kids that didn't know that I'm from there. Like, if they see me out in public, they're like, oh, my Lord, Marco, what are you doing here? And you're like. And I'm like, I'm from here. And they're like, no, wait, you lived here? I was like, yes, I graduated from Brunswick High. And they're like, no way. And they just find it so cool. So, um, and you're probably inspiring them. Like, yes. wow, it's a small town, but look at him, you know. So many do... people from my town, um, usually swipe up on my story and be like, Markel, this is so inspiring and inspirational. Aww. And that's why I do it. And, um, like, the crazy thing to me was <laughs> when I go back home, when I used to live there, restaurants didn't give me my food for free when I was broke. Why now, the hell are they giving me food for free you. now when I got money? I'm like, that is so backwards. Right? I'm like, I'm willing to pay. That's what I make money for to pay y'all. <laughs> and they're like, no, Markel is on the house. You, dude, you, the fact that you come here and still show your love to uh, your community will take care of you. And I'm like, you know, I ain't going to never say no to no free food. No, exactly. But I'm like, that's so crazy to me. It's like when I was not in the predicament that I am now and I wasn't financially stable, child, I used to have to scrape dimes, nickels, and pennies together to get me a little meal. <laughs> And now that I go back <laughs> home, they're like, Mark Hill, it's on the house. And I'm like... It is definitely backwards. Yes. sure. Okay, so you're here. You're doing tons of things, going to cool events, usually the life of the party. What do you see yourself 
you know, let's go next five years. That's a great question. I literally, I want to get into hosting more. Like after I hosted the Friends reunion, just that like, I don't know if you would call it stage presence, but just being in that atmosphere of like hosting and stuff like that and having like a co-host with me, it was so amazing. And like just to see myself on big screen, I want to try to get into more acting. Like I'm actually getting um, casted for a movie soon. <gasps> yes, I haven't told you yes. this yet. I don't know why, but um, it's a movie called Charge to the Game. And um, I don't have SAG, so I'm not a, a main role actor. Amazing. But I would love to try to get into more acting and hosting for sure. I think hosting for you is so, would be so easy because you are so you're such a quick thinker, uh-huh. and if there, there's never going to be dead time because you always can like you're you're so good at that. All right, and then long term goals. I would love to uh, buy a home in Georgia, and because um, that's where all my family is, like my mom and stuff like that. I would love to um, buy a home in Georgia. And um, do some type of uh, motivational speaking, whether it's traveling to different countries or uh, going to different schools and just motivating kids that um, had a, a rough upbringing or um, like had a, a what is it called? A just rough time of life in general. Mm-hmm. And I just want to motivate them to know your situation doesn't dictate your future. Like what you make out of the situation is like how you're going to determine if you're going to make it or not it's like the survival of the fittest like Mm -hmm. don't let the prey chase you you chase the prey Mm -hmm. and be the predator or whatever you want to call it i love that so do you think that you never thought this would be the life for you but did you think that some there was something out there bigger for you in those times where you were working so hard and working at the gym and training all those hours i mean did you think it was going to be more of a gymnastics path or did you feel like, I feel like there's something huge out there for me? I knew that, like, I, I didn't know how um, I would get big. And I won't even say big. I just always told myself I wanted to be able to walk in a room and make my name ring a bell. Like, you know how Tyler Perry can walk in a room and everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I wanted to do. And I didn't know how I wanted to do it or what I wanted that to be, whether it was, like, being the best can picker upper, you know. <laughs> so whatever it was, and I feel like that's that's so important for for kids to know is like whatever you're doing in that moment, be right. the best at it. Be the like whether it's your, and 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 the attitude, like you're you're the way you come into situations is why people gravitate towards you and why they want to like not. And it's not even like oh, I want to help him because he needs help. Right, you're gonna do fine without me. What I want to do is be a part of the journey of like oh yeah, and this for him and this one because I know you're gonna work hard. I know you're gonna do great, and I know you're going to like take that and then bring it to the next level right. and it's so so cool to see i don't know about what it like what it's like when you walk into a room but i'll tell you what it's like when you're not in a room is markel coming is markel gonna be here i hope markel comes i'm gonna text him like that is the conversation when we've been out of events whether it's a thriller event or ariana's birthday or Lil Huddy's birthday like you, before you get there we're like you know oh i hope he comes like the, it's just like I don't know. There's not a lot of people like you that I meet very often. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. And they just, and just like and your personality is so great is like, oh, of course he's going to be huge because it's just so I, I don't know. I, I, I just go follow him. Go follow him on all his socials. <laughs> You're n- never going to be disappointed. And you know what I love, too, is like you either always have a trailer or a TikTok or your stories on Instagram or posts. Like, there's always something to see. Right. I need help with that. I'm really bad. You see see oh. consistency is the best part. But, I literally um, tell myself all the time, if you want this to be your life and you want it to be your job and your passion, I, like you said, I got to be the best at it. So I remember um, Warren telling us we better step it up and get our trailers up. So shall I post like... <laughs> 24 chillers in one day. <laughs> I was not playing no games. I was like, uh-uh. If somebody got to tell me to do something, that means I'm not doing it good enough. And I'm like, that. that's always got to be my mindset. I want to be the best at it. And 
if somebody going to tell me something, I want them to say, Markel, the trilogies that you're doing are amazing. Not that you need to step it up. And it wasn't just genuinely to me because I was posting my deliverables, but now I need to go above and beyond. Yeah, when you someone know. even mentions. Like, exactly. Yeah, you're like, I love that. And I think that's just good for just life in general. Like when you go above and beyond, you're going to be, the opportunities are going to present themselves. Right. And, and And just even like, paying attention. I think the fact that you were paying attention to little things that people said along the way, the semicolon, hey, Markel, you should, you know, your friend that was like, you should go to LA and meet people or whether it was like, you know, Mark or, or myself or the girls, like, I just feel like paying attention to those things and really sitting with them is, could be the difference in one path or another in your life and 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 sometimes you don't even know what the path is or have even thought about it but if you pay attention to those things and like just keep just I don't know keep your eyes wide open and and like you said don't don't make those hard times in your life be a period it's a semicolon and keep going period. and that's like that's I love that I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna I'll credit you but I'm gonna I'm gonna use that for sure because... as you should because it's, it's a big eye opener listening to that and like Breaking it down, how how she said it, it was like so mind opening, and um, like you said, and that, it's so cool that you said that because I'm the type of person you, you would never think I would listen because I'm usually always talking, talking. <laughs> but I um always learn listen before you speak, so I always hear everybody else out and like hear what they have to say, and if they telling me something, I'll listen, take it into mind, and then make it my own if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And that's the same thing that I do with content-wise as well. Like, if I see an amazing content creator, obviously I'll learn from it and, like, make it my own and make it Markel. And uh, my friends the other day, they said I need to call come up with, uh, I don't know if they call Mark Markel Willisms or whatever they said. <laughs> they were like, uh, I need to make a book for the words that yes. I say. Because the things that I say sometimes, I don't even know how I come up with them. Literally, well, sometimes when we're together and we're like leave and we're in the car and I'm like, what did he say? Like, and I'll try to like think about all the words you say and I just crack up. I don't even know. Like the where world it comes needs from. to hear all this. It's like really funny. Um, all right, follow Markel on everything. Thank you so much for being here. You're such an inspiration. I'm so proud of you. Always, always excited to see what's next. And thank you so much for coming here. No problem. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all the help that you and your family have given me and like just motivating me and pushing me to become the best content creator and just person in general. Well, we love you. You know that. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye love guys. You. Mark and Heidi, the other Demilios, comes to you from Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. You can listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.